welcome back to Dem and Sarah at SJM Fan Podcast. Uh, we're your hosts. I'm Courtney. I'm Stephanie. And welcome back. So, um, we don't really have moods this week, do we? This, <laughs> no, honestly, I think I'm just so dragged as in I've been working. I know this might not sound like a lot, but four days straight. So, a bitch is tired. Okay, okay but retail. It's not retail. like sitting in yeah. a cubicle. Oh, yeah, it's not yeah. like an office. It's like on your feet. It's retail. Running around, up and downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> picking it's up retail. shit for people. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. And um, I'm just tired, but like... So I don't really, I, I didn't really, I didn't really give it much thought into like what kind of mood. I'm just a bit tired, okay? Yeah. Well, same. I feel like I've been scatterbrained all week, so I don't know if there's a character who has been scatterbrained or it's just like, like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? What am I trying to do? What am I trying to say? Like, <laughs> what? That's my mood this week. So. I feel like their lives were obviously she's writing a book, so it's like she needs to get to the point. It's not gonna be chapter where they're just chilling at home. You know? Yeah, but, like, but it's yeah. like they actually ruined and de- Declan. Oh, and we could be the frat pack this yeah, week. Yeah, like okay. just chilling, like man, give me a mirth fruit at this point for real. <laughs> for real. <laughs> but um, so, um, you're not. You said you're not reading anything. I haven't. I literally stopped. Um, listening, reading anything after listening to Fourth Wing, and I've been like, I think like you know how they say the government like here's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I, that shit is so true because literally after I, I, we were talking about it, all I see on TikTok is Fourth Fourth Wing. Oh yeah, and I'm like, bro, how the fuck did they know? Like, I was your FBI agent is on it. Exactly, but um, the uh, art, the fandom is so fucking good. I'm like, yeah. damn, Sadie, um, what's his name? Stadion. <laughs> Satan. 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 Yeah. He's so cute. Violet is so yeah. pretty. I mean, he sounds very. Jack was cute, even though he was a dick. Uh, was... I was so. I mean, that spoilers. Issues. Spoilers. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this is all spoilers, by the way. If so... you haven't read for Fourth Wing, just fast forward like two minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be safe. He was. He had issues, but he was cute. Um, what's his name? Was cute. Um, what's his name? Her best friend. Uh, Dane. He was cute. No, I feel like all their attitudes like completely ruined the hot factor for them. Like, if you're an asshole, you're no longer hot. He's a fucking traitor. I can't even look at you because you're an asshole and a traitor. Yeah, bitch. Oh, I was so mad. I was ready. I was ready to fight for her. Like, no, I got it, Violet. Just stay right there. I got it. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, so fourth thing was good. Very excited. But I started a new book called um, Divine Rivals. What is this about? So it's basically like uh, there's two journalists, one male, one female. And they work in the same office and they're kind of like rivals, obviously. So they're going for like the same position and they're just like super competitive. So the, the whole thing is like there were a bunch of gods that lived before and they like were in wars but they all got laid to rest or like captured or contained or whatever laid to i think laid to rest like they're sleeping Mm -hmm. in certain cities so the city is in charge of that god so like in the beginning there's a god that calls the girl's name is iris calls iris's brother to war because she's there the gods are fighting so they're calling the people of the city to come fight their war yeah so she's mad or whatever that she just left with her mother. Her mother is like an alcoholic and it's like, you know, not functional. Hold on. I like how it's already like mythical and all that, but it also yeah. has like real life shit. It, like your yeah. mom's an alcoholic. Yeah. No, it was, when I tell you, it took me to maybe chapter 10 or 11 to like, I was really like, before it like hooked me and I was in, I felt like, you know, when people talk about Crescent City and they're like, oh, the first like 600 pages are like garbage or like the first 200 is like too much world building or whatever. But I feel like they have to explain it to you and you have to like, so you, so that when they kick off, you can go and they don't have to go back. Exactly. So I felt like it was that, but it wasn't like painful. It was like, okay, I'm listening to this, but I'm not really retaining all the details but i do feel like she does things like sarah does where she foreshadows and give you hints and like things happen like there's parts where um she's about to pass out and she sees stars in her eyes and then there's another part where something happens and she sees stars again and i'm like uh light bell sarah taught me (laughs) do you also feel like you kind of got that feeling in fourth wing like foreshadowing when she would do the quotes 
and like the quote gives you a hint of what's gonna happen in the chapter. Yes, it like basically set up the chapter. Yeah, yeah. And I like how there's like history because even on TikTok I see that they have theories too. Yeah, of the book. I haven't gone like, there yet, but I'm like, so I haven't like <laughs> gone in because I'm like so stuck on Sarah J. Maslow. Yeah. But like, um, Rebecca Yaros. Yeah, she has is like starting her own like fandom yeah like she like she has her own thing and i'm like it's crazy because it's like you would write a book and you're like it's not gonna go anymore like people are not gonna understand it the way i wanted them to understand and then boom bitch it's like i'm thinking the same thing you are there's theories people are making podcasts yeah. So yeah. Anyway, back to my book. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. No, it's really good. Like you can tell, like everybody in the office that they work with is like they basically have bets that they're going to end up together, but both of them have never thought about it. They're like, what? Like, what? no, we would never date. So yeah. that's good. And so I just got to the part to where she has like she's about to have a life change and like go off and do something else. Um. So. Well, I mean, I guess it's not really a spoiler. So, where I'm at the part where, like, some, she hasn't heard from her brother. Oh, and she's writing him. There's, like, magic. Like, you know, the the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, that series. I can't think of what it is. Where they go through the wardrobe and they go into a different world. <laughs> there you go, Nani. I'm like, what's <laughs> But that's, like, the name of the first book, I think. Anyway. So, they have a wardrobe that's magic that they put letters in. And so, she's trying to send the letters to her. Shut up. <laughs> she's trying to send... I'm sorry. She's trying to send letters to her brother. But they end up going to the journalist guy for some reason. Because he also lives in a magic house. So, it's really good. It's a really good love story starting to brew. Like, you can see that he's into her. He's doing all of, like, those fake things where he's, like... Want to make sure she's okay or like looked out for her. It's like, you know, being alpha male kind of. Yeah. So I think it's going to be really good. Like, I've heard a lot of good things. This one I found on TikTok too. So. Oh, you put that on TikTok? I was yeah. Just gonna ask you but that. I was going through like this month where I like would not trust my credit to these books. It was like, I was sampling a bunch of them, but I was like, I don't, I I don't know if I want to pull the trigger on this because like, what if I don't like it? <laughs> Like, yeah. I've already returned one book, and I know Audible only lets you return, like, maybe one or two a year. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I was like, let me not do this. Let me just make sure this is good. So I chose this one, and it been on my list for a while. So, What's yeah. What's it called again? Uh, Divine Rivals. Divine Rivals. It kind of makes good. sense to, like, their rivals locally, yeah. but, like, so you know, they're good they're together. Yeah. Obviously, but... Yeah, it's it good. It sounds good. It sounds really good. I actually like... I'm, matter of fact, every single time Courtney finishes something, she always tells me vice versa. <laughs> but sometimes it's like she doesn't trust me. With the whole <laughs> twist so series ruined it, and then ruined that it. whole the whole series with you. That with was the, good. Minus that second book. I feel like you need a better example. That doesn't count. We both agreed on that second book that it wasn't good. <laughs> so you can't hold that against me. Well, anyway, I know you're tired of hearing about it, but <laughs> yes, point is that we told each other like, hey, this is a really good book. You should listen to it. And done, and then it usually takes Steph like three or four months to actually listen to it, and then she gets to it and she's like, "Oh my god, what was I waiting for? It was so good!" Like I'm just trying to tell you. I'm literally one of those people that doesn't give in to like that hype. Like I'm like, if one person is not hype, like (laughs) one person telling me to read the book, but like when I I started working with her, she would always talk about these Faye and Dragon. So what are you listening to? What are you listening to? Like I feel like she looked at me like this bitch ain't never gonna read it. I was like, she not. But then I, we started talking and I was like, but you would like it. But you would like yes, it. Yes. And that, now I know why, like, she is the, like, I don't know how to explain it. But, like. Why well, I'm I, so adamant about it. Like, yes, you need to read this. I am literally the same way. I literally got want my cousin to read it. <laughs> and she fucking finished the first one, um, Akatar series. Now she's in the second one. And I swear, like. It's just gonna end up hooked, just like us. Yeah. So. so my friend just got to, I think she's passed the high lord meeting, but I got a, a text update today, and she's like, "So what's going on with Nesta?" And I'm oh. like, "What do you mean, trying to be all coy, like not give it away?" Yeah, yeah. And um, she's like, "Is she? Why is she being such a bitch to everybody? Does she have like PTSD or something?" And so I try to like give her a neutral answer, and I was like. It's possible, like she's been through a lot, <laughs> and then that was it. She didn't take it. Yeah, because you don't want to give away silver plane. Yeah. So then she was um, 
talking about the High Lords meeting, and she was like, Tamlin is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's such a bitch. I was like, yeah, the fandom calls him tampon, and she loved that, so that was funny. But uh, there's this um, video that I saw. I don't know who made this, but it, I was like, I understand, but at the same time, I'm like, Tamlin's a dick. And they made a po- The video is Tamlin's point of view of, like, how... Oh, I saw You sent it yeah, to me. Yeah, okay, good. I was like, did I send it to her you or not? Did. But it was about, like, how... Tara was falling in love with Reed yeah. from like his point of view and like how she swore to him like she loved him and like you know he meant the world to her and then boom like the bitch betrayed him but I mean, <laughs> I mean she didn't betray him she didn't betray him because she broke things off with him and she didn't like give in to Reed at all till literally the yeah. end and they're mates that doesn't count like, yeah they're mates like you cannot fuck with and mates. also you locked no. her in the house like that was the breakup yeah. right there you locked me in the house we're done yeah but I just feel like I don't know. Like, I feel bad for Talon because I get it. Yes, he, that was the fucking, like, impulsive shit to do. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, um, the man loved her. He did a lot for okay, her. Okay, but there's different kinds of love. We need a healthy love. So, let's not. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I am starting to soften a bit for Tamlin. I am forgiving him a little bit, but what, let's not go too far. Three years, four years later? Let's not go too far, though, okay? Because I'm still triggered by locks if i hear a door lock i'll be like Tamlin. girl <laughs> <laughs> i'm done okay so anyway yeah sorry guys uh so what did we talk about last week last week we I'm spoke so wrapped about up in this week. <laughs> oh shape um shape oh the shifters yeah where it came from mm-hmm. the one shifters in each series yeah so we found out that there was so we thought that Mab and Mora could also be like the beginning line of the shifters. Yes. But then there's also an Asteri that we found or a god in Throne of God Glass that um when Aelin is talking to them or Elena is talking to them, he is like a shifter. Mm-hmm. He so is half what sorry. No, go ahead. He is he, she, whatever, is half animal and half human. Yeah. So a shifter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was good. So it's like, yeah, it makes you wonder if it was from Mav and Mora or this Asteri. Or did they mix, like, Aelin got both sides. She got Asteri and Faye. Because it do kind of kind of call Aelin like a god. or Yeah, no, she literally is. So Mala was part of, like, the six gods or Asteri or mm-hmm. Bog or whatever the hell they are. And then Mav was... Faith. Oh, that's right because they kept saying and that she they was were a goddess. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like certain like similar similarities to gods, goddesses, yeah. whatever. So she literally got the power of two gods in one body. So you, do you, which is why her power was so crazy. Do you think she's more powerful than Bryce and Farah? Yeah. Well, hold on, because she gave her weight. She has only like a kernel of her power. But Mala gave her some back. Yeah, but just like. The mother or whoever gave Nesta some of her power back, or she didn't give it all back to the cauldron. She kept some of it. So do you think Nesta? So I still think they're like crazy powerful. Do you think Nesta is powerful the same level as Aelin? I think she could be. I think her. So I would say Nesta, Manon. Well, not Manon because she doesn't have. Well, so I would say Nesta, Aelin, Bryce. Bryce? She has the horn. And she has all the... She has... So I think Bryce is up there because I think she's basically like a female Dorian. She's got the raw magic from the gate, which is what Dorian has, it's raw magic. And then she also has the horn and her starborn power. So she's like, everybody got two, she got three. That's true. So maybe Bryce, then Aelin, and Nesta. Would you put Dorian up there? Oh, absolutely. He's up there for sure. Like, I think if I had to pick somebody who was power- more the most powerful, I think it would be Dorian. Really? Going back and reading, like, all, like we were doing research for this week, and then, like, when we did research for, last like, week. Shifters yeah. and last week, the when they were talking about Dorian, like, he <laughs> also got Mala's bloodline, mm-hmm. but then he also got blessed from the other side by the truth god. So we don't even know what the hell that is. And then on top of that, his father was possessed with a log when he was um, conceived. So he has Vulcan. gifts. So he's literally like they call him a god multiple times. Oh, like like he and he literally he looks at something and he learns it. Yeah. He's he's just teaching himself on the fly. 
like within three or four books, he has like gone leaps and bounds behind ahead of everybody in his powers, and he's just out here figuring shit out. That's true. So that's why I think he's the most powerful because there's like no limit to his power. Everybody else has like tapped out or bottomed out, but Dorian is like Reese. And because no, Reese bottomed out too. Yeah. Uh, when they were at war, did Dorian bottom out? No. No. Actually, I. I think because there's a part where they're fighting, fighting with Maeve's, um, like, um, within the water. Him and Rowan are connecting, and like they're trying to, like, they use wind oh, and all that stuff. About that. I need to go back and read that part. I don't know if he part. tapped out or not. Okay, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I think Dorian. Homeboy's pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. So, but he's also a shifter, so that was good. Um. But anyways, <laughs> this. Cordis is like, huh? Um, this uh, week's pod um, episode is going to be about the first wars. And each... I'm just gonna say wars. It's about war. Yeah, flat These... out war. All I... out war. Look, this thing took forever. Like, and we're still not done. I feel like this could yeah. be a two part episode. It might be a two part episode. Yeah, because there's a lot of information on like. The first wars in Akatar, the first wars in Thelma Glass, and the first wars in Crescent City. It's like somehow they're, it's like, yeah, like how, I don't So basically, this is assuming that, like, you know, there are people who think Thorn of Glass happened in the past, and then there's things that people are in the future. This is assuming that all the timelines are synced, Mm -hmm. and like, this is happening across all three worlds at the same time. I don't know if y'all watched 300, but... Uh, but the Spartans and everything. Mm-hmm. So there's the one side of Leonidas and the Spartans and they fight. And then there's the other side, which is the Navy, which is basically the same battle that's just happening on the other side. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Sarah is doing. Did you say that she used um, kind of like a bit of information from 300? Yeah. So the Amarantha, I swear, from the second um, movie, yeah. the woman who's like the general or Eva Green is the actress, but I can't. Uh, I can't because I said Amarantha, I'm blanking on her name, but it's literally like, if it was Amarantha, her name would be Shmamarantha. Like, it was that close. <laughs> like, so, and then the way she acts and the way she leads her people is like, literally, it's a lot the same. But don't don't get me distracted because I kind of do want to do a deep dive and like a, a episode on the similarities of those two and like mm-hmm. what she could have pulled from. And that yeah. also goes into my theory is, Either they're in the same world or the gates are super close and they can just hop back and forth. Yeah. I don't know, but I feel like either they happen at the same time or this cause affected this to cause, like, cause, like, cause and effect. You know, this yeah. happened because, and then this is what happened after this happened. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Like, it just is like a chain. Like, it falls all and connects. But do you feel like it's the same people running through every planet yes. causing issues? Okay, yes, yeah. bitch. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, do you want, like? So the way that we're gonna do it is just we're gonna go based on like the the. Um, we're gonna start at the dawn of time and then just yeah. kind of work our way all the way through like, like present, present day, yeah. like what we know now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we were to start at the beginning, it was the kings. Um, fought, so this is before humans, before gates open. This is literally the dawn of time. Um, using all three key, three three keys at one time, the Vault Kings were able to open the gates at will to manipulate its uh, powers to strengthen their forces to allow an endless line of soldiers to pour through into the world. The Fae knew that they must stop it, and that's from Crown of Midnight, chapter, I mean, page 308. But then it also says that the Kings waged a mighty war, a war to end all wars. They um, wanted to win the world and turn it into the Valkyrs, Valk world. They actually did win that first original uh, war because um, they ended up ruling the planet for a thousand years. So then after... Sorry, did you have anything on any of that? No, that was all Donald Mm -hmm. Todd stuff. I think you mm -hmm. have stuff from later. Mm -hmm. Um, So then after that... While the the Volga ruling, a small band of Fae set out to um, retrieve the keys. Most of them did not return. Amongst this band of Fae were Athril, Maeve, and um, Brandon. So they get to um, the they find they get they actually do get the keys back from Erewhon. Maeve couldn't figure out how to destroy them. 
So the story is that they sent, uh, she sent them to Brandon for him to protect them. However, we know that's not true. Um, we find out later that Maeve actually, after she banishes, did she, they get the keys back. She banishes two of the brothers. Erewhon is still there. Um, she, Atherill and Brandon realize that she wants to keep the keys for herself. And so they fight her to get the keys. Maeve kills Atherill. She's like distraught and weakened or whatever for some reason and feels guilty. Surprise, because Maeve is like great A bitch. Yeah. So how are you feeling yeah. guilty about killing mm-hmm. Atherill? Um, Brandon takes the keys, goes back to Terrison. Maeve didn't pursue him, obviously, because she's bog and he had not fire. only the ring, but he also had fire and Mala had given him that fire gift. So he w- would have burned the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. Um so then, um, after that is when, uh, Gavin rises later. Um, so it is, so after the war, yeah. So then Erwan goes away into the room mountains and he's there and he's trying to like re, um, re, like re, uh, build his power yeah. and become strong again. Yeah. What'd you say? You literally said, um, lick his wounds yeah he's basically licking his wounds yeah um and so then gavin pops up and he decides him and his crew are gonna go and face erewhon so he takes his forces they march into the room mountains they fight erewhon not a lot of people made it out but erewhon they what i don't like about these stories about gavin and elena is that there's no details there's literally like a summary this was the plan and then skip to the end we don't know what happened in between so we don't know what happened when they went in um under the room mountains to fight erewhon like how how he escaped how y'all escaped like what happened so he comes out he um, is marries Elena, and as a gift for his service and for a wedding gift, Brandon gives him Otterlin. So that's the beginning of Otterlin. That's how he becomes the first king. But um, something about Gavin is that he also had sapphire blazing eyes like Dorian, mm-hmm. shoulder length dark brown hair. His face was angular, almost cruel. Something... Uh, feral in his eyes as if the king were more accustomed to roaming the wilderness um, and then it said an ancient wildness so if you guys remember last week whenever they said wildness do you remember who they were talking about Lysandra so I'm like what is it about Gavin like is there there I feel like there's a, something we don't know about Gavin because every time somebody looks at him it's wildness 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 and it's like why? Yeah. Is he yeah. Just, like some kind of connection with like Sandra? I don't know. I don't like, feel like shifters. I don't know if it's like shifters or if it's something to do with like the bone carver on that side, like the truth god, the sin eater, or like I don't know. But I just know that they she uses the word a lot, and we don't know a lot about Gavin. You know what? I'm just wondering how does this guy have anything to do with like the bone carver if he's human? If he was human, he was not fake. So he was blessed by um, that god. By that god, yeah. So and again, we don't know why or so basically, we don't know anything about Gavin's background, his people, where they came from. If like it's a family thing that had them worshiping the bone carver or that the truth god, why truth was their thing, we don't know any of that. We just know that. And the only reason we can connect Gavin to the Sin Eater, Bone Carver, Truth God is because when they go in the temple in Queen of Shadows, um, they see Gavin's confession about how they didn't actually kill Erewhon. Mm-hmm. They trapped him in the tomb. Mm-hmm. So um, that happens after um, <laughs> buffering. Um, so that happens after, so they get them out the tomb. So 60 years after Elena and Gavin get married, Erewhon comes back. They fight him again. That's when we read that, um, when they're at the pass and, um, Elena has this plan and she's like asking Gavin to like leave his friends and be a distraction. Mm -hmm. And also I just want to point out that Elena had her, um, fighting leathers sound a whole lot like they're Illyrian leathers right now like it says scaled leather and that's what Cassian and all of them wear um they decide to go get 
distracts Erwin. She tells him her plan. He says, yes, that's fine. All of our friends are going to die. Because she's still lying to him. But, yeah, she's like, well, no, at this point, she's telling him the truth. Because she doesn't know, like, she's about to fuck up everything for yeah. real. So, um, they go, they fight Erwin. So, like, it says, basically, at the end of the scene, like... They're talking. Gavin agrees that he's going to do it. So he goes and tells his second that he's the one that's going to lead the thing tomorrow because he has something else to do. Then it cuts to Elena on the ground. Yes. Uh, bleeding. Uh, Gavin on the ground bleeding. And Erewhon is already in the sarcophagus. And she just takes the key, turns it three times, and, lo- and seals like, it. How and how locks they him get in. him in there? Like, what, are you serious? Like, we're going to go through all of this and we don't even get all of the action yeah. to get him in the sarcophagus? So I'm like, what are you hiding, Sarah? Um, <laughs> what are you hiding, Sarah? <laughs> so then, after that, um, they live. Elena gives up her immortality so she can live a mortal lifespan with Gavin. Mm-hmm. So they live out their lives. They have many kids or whatever, which ends up being siring um, Aylin's line and then also going down the Havoyard line, going down Dorian's line. Mm-hmm. So then um, after that, Aylin is born a thousand years after all of that. And so then that's how... Sorry. After she... Let me go back. After she goes... Oh, wait, what are you going to say? Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, um, how she, like... Well, kind of gives you, like, an insight of how she... Why she... How she trapped him or, like, how did she do it? Because she had... In order for Elena to trap Erewhon, she stole the lock for the word keys, right? Obviously, yeah. we know that. It was um, used once. It is capable of sealing anything. Um, that's what the gods is there. That's what... I was like, oh, shit, I completely forgot about these gods because... These gods are practically the Asteri who, um, the way that they describe them, what is it, Erewhon and Seal, also three words, he said, be, they wanted to be sent home and they, the one, they're all like different kinds of, um, they all are different kinds of Asteri or gods or whatever. Yeah, like, but so of, the thing about them is though that they don't even care about the war. Yeah. They're just trying to get home. home. Yeah. Like what's the, like, dude, seriously, like. You have someone sacrificing himself. Yeah. Elena sacrificing herself. They don't give a fuck like that. Matter of fact, well, but so Brandon and Mala had it all figured out to where nobody had to die. Elena came in and fucked it up. I mean, how would she know? Her dad never told her. But he said, "You need to chill. Like I have it. It's a weapon that I need to use." to wield and she's like no you need to do it right now and he's like no bitch i have a plan and she's like no now yeah they, they literally did not care they were like well you know what we're gonna have to you're gonna have to give this burden again to someone else to solve yeah. this problem and it's like because they were gonna take gavin and you know you're right they didn't even give a fuck because they let everyone out again yeah well they let him out so he got out again they were like it's fine we'll just stay we'll watch over the world whatever we're gonna stay and watch the show yeah. Until it's time for the next people to inherit the war, forge the lock, and send us back. Yeah. Like, another one of Brandon's heirs is... But it's going to have to come from Brandon's blood, bloodline. So, somebody else is going to forge the lock. And it, it's going to be Aelin. Yeah. Who was promised. Um, and that's when it all clicked that I figured that these were not gods. But they were more of like a stereo because they were not born of this world. But we're trapped here wandering through the word gate. So, um... That's when I was like, Courtney, there's no, you know, but there was an episode where we were thinking, whoa, it was thought that the ball, the Sterry, and the Daglin are the same thing, which I do think that the Daglin and the ball are the same. I'm but saying put on, I'm saying where we're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think that the Sterry are not the Vogue, that they are actually above the Vogue and they're more ancient than the Vogue because... Um, there's this part in Hosab where they're saying like they were going through all these worlds and there were um, beings that thought that they were themselves powerful forgetting that the Steri were the ones their masters so that's how I was like yeah they're not they're not connected they're I don't not. think that means what you think it means I think you're mixing up stuff but I'm gonna let you have it <laughs> I think that I just feel like they, they're not these are not the same creatures or anything like that because why would this they take um making a deal with mala or baron or whatever to take to be sent home with erwan because mala is part of them so mala became fey or human so that she could marry brandon they had kids then she like basically gave up her mm-hmm. form again became an hysteria again 
So they want to go home. The only way they can go home is if I make this lock. So I'm going to sacrifice myself to make this lock so that we can fix everything and all my people can go. So, but what, but still, why would they want to take Erwan if Erwan... Because it was just part of the deal. They were like, oh, we yes, we'll force the lock for you, but a condition for us to do this and for me to sacrifice my mate and for Elena to sacrifice her mom is that y'all have to take Erwan with you. So are they still the same thing? What? Do you still think that those gods and staring whatever are the same thing as well? Yes. Hmm. Yes. I agree that they could be more powerful and like they, they know more about world walking or maybe because it's six of them, all six of them could take the one Erewhon since he was by himself. But yeah, I don't think... That they're different. Right. Okay. And then also, because if they're not different, how why would they be able to handle Erewhon? Like, he's got the word key. So y'all feel like y'all could... I don't know. Let me think on that a little bit. <laughs> okay, back to... Um... The, the the timeline. Yeah. So basically at the same time that um, all of this is happening in um, Throne of Glass is the same time that the Daglin are ruling over Prithian. Mm. So they also rule for a thousand years. Then um, comes Fion who rises up against the Daglin, helps drive them out. Him... Him and Thea, uh, they don't say if they were already married or when they got married, but they were together. Yeah, so actually, I got a little glimpse of like the, like, you know, in Silver and Flames, how Reese is giving that history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it, there's no um, background of Fion and Thea, but mm-hmm. they were married. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fion was one of the ancient fae heroes who fought against the Daglin. Yeah. And, uh, he was gifted um, Guardian by one of the high priestesses, Elena, who had dipped it into the cauldron. Um, what was it called? A millennium of peace followed. The lands were divided into rough territories that were the pre- precur- precursors mm-hmm. of of uh, of the courts. But at the end of those thousand years, they were at each other's throats. Fion unified them and called himself High King. Then he was later, but this is where I'm like, oh shit, like, the, this is where I find out that Pelias ain't shit. Okay, well, wait, before you say that, so he unified them because that's the first time that Coach Jay starts, like, kicking up shit. So he's like, he unified them because they they were vulnerable, like, spread apart. So mm-hmm. Fion put them together, and then that's around the same time that Coach Jay got put in the lake. By that same and, warrior. Yeah, in the who, Age of Legends. Who you don't think. It's yeah. not fucking Thea. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I'm gonna I'm a hold that to, I'm gonna hold you to it. And then when they decide in the comments, <laughs> because one day when Sarah's like, yeah, so that person was Thea, blah, 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 because well, you have it recorded, so you can go back and you yes. can play it and you can like put it in my face and everything. But <laughs> trust and believe, if the opposite comes out, I'm gonna be like, rewind the tape. Or maybe you're right how you said that it could be her daughter, the yeah. unnamed daughter. Because it's just unknown. Like nobody knows who she is, but. People know who Thea is. You're right. You're right. Um, but the timeline on um, how uh, Fion, the whole situation was that yeah. even Amon was not even she was locked up um, when this whole situation was happening. She got up. locked up. That's when she got locked up. It's during the Age of Legend. Hold on. If you think that the this is Thea's daughter, like could be her daughter. Uh huh. Do you think that? They already existed, Thea's daughters, before going to the to Crescent City. See, that's what we don't know because we know that Thea also had a thing with Adis. Yeah. But she was also married to Theon. Yeah. So who your baby daddy, Thea? Bitch, I'm fucking saying. And I might, I don't know if it's Adis. I don't know. But when the only reason why I think it could be Adis is because he was so like the daughter had light and shadow. Uh, we don't really know anything about Theon, like his his uh, power or anything like that. Right? right. Well, we know that he was he's more family, so like they're more like light and like sun and like day and stuff like that. Could be you're po- you're probably right. But she huh. had dark hair, and um, which explains Rune, like yeah, because Rune comes from that. He also is from the he has yeah. that line, uh-huh. yeah. Blue eyes, where would he get blue eyes from? His mom's side, yes, I get it. But like, 
also from it's like, like blue or violet yeah but also Adis has eyes that are like blue blue opals Oh my god, this is so Adithea, blue eyes, rude. You know what? This is random. I think Adis is the, the dad, and like that's where they descended from because it would explain how his family traits, Adis' family traits, connect with Rhysand, and how yeah. Apollyon connects with Rhysand. Yeah, that's true. Because he has wings and all that shit. Like, a know. demon prince? Yeah. yeah, and that's why he would have all this crazy powers because he's. One of the most powerful and, and Ruin and Breeze look the same. Yeah. Bitch. I mean, this is Stay a, tuned. This is a far stretch, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But, but yeah. But no, I did always wonder that. Like, who... Were the kids there before or after? Like, did they come from Peleus or did they come from Fion? Or yeah. did they come from Aedas? Well, no. Well... Yeah, we don't know if there were Peleus' kids because Peleus was a fake-ass prince. He was a fake-ass starborn. Yeah, but he might have just been, like, day court and was like, no, I'm starborn. No, fuck, you're not. When I was doing this research, I was like, bruh, I knew, but then I forgot. And then rereading, redoing these notes, I'm like, Peleus wasn't shit. This motherfucker was working with the Asteri. Also, oh, this is something I said earlier. Like, I don't think... So, Peleus was not a prince. They were very clear about that. He literally stole one of the daughters and named himself a prince. Yes. So, technically, if he's a Star Wars prince, and but he's not, that means Rune is not because it's not an official real title. So, tell them what you said. So, then that, that plays into his prophecy that the royal line ends with you because it was never a royal line to begin with. It was on the female side, which Bryce is Thea's heir. Not you. And do you think this is why he told Bryce before she left, before it all went down? Excuse me. How she should be high queen and all that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. But I also think that Rune thinks he's going to die. So oh, like I think he's like trying to set up for the future. Like, I love you. I think this is what you were supposed to be. I think this is what my prophecy means. So I'm just going to like play into that. Uh, yeah. Okay, but let's go back to that whole Peleus and shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> because in, um, Akasaf, where Reese is giving, like, a, a little bit of feedback of, like, Thea and Fionn's backstory, it says, Fionn was betrayed by his queen, who had been leader of her own territory, aka the Dust Court, uh, because we all know that that's where she came, uh, Bryce, you know, ancestors from. Mm-hmm. Um... And by his dearest friend, who ain't shit, who was um, his general. And I wrote a little note there saying, bullshit, Peleus must have schemed something in order for her <laughs> for to... Sure. For In order her, for her to come to Midgard and kill, and somehow made it seem like she killed Fionn when it wasn't really her. I feel or like, like he made a deal with the Asteri. Yes. He was Team Asteri. Yes. And also, no wonder... Farah, Nesta, and Gwen feel the princess of a cat because we find out in Hosad that Aedis and Thea were a thing. Like, yeah. maybe mates, who knows, whatever. But I feel like that's why he also has, like, we, there's a mention of a cat presence in Akatar because, you know, he's walking through realms, Aedis is walking through realms either to prepare his armies, check up on Farah and her, mm-hmm. her court, or to also check up on his girl Thea because yeah. that's his, you know, because that would lover. be his reason for being there. Exactly. Like, why would you go to Prithian in the first place? Exactly. And I just want to mention again how Amran is 15,000 15, years old. Prithian is 10,000 years old. So she arrived there, what, 15,000? No, 5,000 5, years before Prithian was made. So this is what I was finding out in that whole, like, yeah. online. I guess Lily, that's the the girl with the glasses. Yeah. She has a Tumblr account and she's writing all this shit down. She's yeah. like, so I don't get it. Like, was Prithian created by the Cauldron or the Daglin or some so shit like I think that? They, when, when they say Prithian, I think when they unified all the courts, that's when they started calling it Prithian. So Prithian didn't exist before then. And then Amran went into prison in the Age of Legends. That happened before the courts were formed together. So yeah. yes, she went in 5,000 years before it went down. Yes, yeah. yes. Amran arrived shortly before the Fionn's rebellion. She was locked up in the prison during the Age of Legends, which is when Fionn fell and the High Lords already um, ruled. Yeah. Yes. And then, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Um, so we were talking about Crescent City. And so now we're talking about like, 
So in Crescent City, the first war is called like the crossing. Mm-hmm. So that's when um, Rune is talking. Rune brings it up when he's talking about the sword, and he's like, "When our people cross from another world, and blah 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 blah." So that is, I believe, the same fight that Thea is fighting to get back. I think this is after they found the, the access points in um, Crescent City, uh-huh. and then they were trying to get back to Prithian. So the, you're saying that this is the, the war that Thea was connected with, um, like fighting with health against yes. the Steri. So also that, yeah. um, and Throne of Glass, um, those are the Steri confirmed because, um, excuse me, you know how like in whole time, sorry, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, a map where they have nodes of every different planet, correct? Mm-hmm. So in Throne of Glass, it, there's literally, where's my book at? Aelin says, well, it's we the, don't have time for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. you're right, you're right. Aelin says that she sent she sent those gods to uh, hell. Yeah. And in the in Hosa, there's notes where they try to conquer hell, but hell caught on too quickly. So yeah, yeah. those are the fucking hysteria from Throne of Glass. Well, I, don't, it sound like I don't know. Hysteria. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But that also doesn't happen until way later. So remember, Aelin is the one who traps them in hell. Yes. So that would be at the same time that she fell through the worlds, which is at the same time that Pharaoh was pregnant. And right before Silver Flame, so that's way more recent. That's not. That's not back in the day. Yeah. Sorry. But what I was gonna say is the things that we got from um, the art in Hosab are all about that first crossing, which is called the first war in um, um, Crescent City. Mm-hmm. So um, the first one was uh, when she walked in, which I thought was funny. The same thing happened to Aelin in Air of Fire when she's in when she first gets to Mistward and she's in the kitchen with Emrys and all of them. She feels um, their statues on the mantle that are looking at her. So when Bryce walks in to see Juniper perform, it's like the ancient statues of the gods watched her. And so then they go through and they name them, and it's like Kathona, the Earth Goddess, naked, awaiting the embrace of Solus. Um, a marble torso of a genus rising from the waves. Um, and this is where it got good. It's like um, when she, her mom, so first of all, can y'all just go back and pay attention to Ember Quinlan in this scene? I feel like she's leading Bryce to look at this art. Like, oh, look at this. Oh, oh what's going her. on here? Like, did you notice this or what does that mean? And you, so I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what do you know, Ember? I honestly feel I never saw it that way. I just saw it as like, damn, bitch, like leave Bryce alone. Like I get it. Bryce must know this because she, her, her major is um history or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, nah. no. So I'm like, saying, um, when you think about like the specific ones that she's pointing out, so then she's like, oh look, it's a uh, jelly jubilee, and um, shoot, where she's like the towering statue of Lana, love the sense of Marvel. Um, um, so basically it was a warrior, a rendering of a pegasus charging into battle, a helmeted figure obscuring any telltale features, sword upraised. Valkyries, right? Huh? There were, those, were, those were the Valkyries? Um, I think they're either the Valkyries or it's the Valkyries when they were fighting for Illyrian. So let's remember during this part of the war, the gate is open. So people are, the Daglin are fleeing or they're trying to get back. The people are running through back and forth, but... Um, then there is one of a, an expanse of marble, a relief from the first wars about an army of winged demons swooping down from the sky upon a terrestrial army gathered on the plain below. Um, Hell's army arriving to conquer Midgard was the name of it, but we know that's a lie because Hell doesn't give a fuck about Midgard. Yeah. They care about the Asteri. So it was like, um, thus the seven princes of hell looked in envy upon Midgard and unleashed their unholy hordes upon uh, the, our unified armies. But we know that's a lie. Um, I think these are all the people from Prithian that are fighting. Yeah. And so then there's also, you know, those Valkyries that died in that past or whatever, like they went to war. It was the second war when um, Cassian was younger. It was the Fae trying to get somebody out of here and um Cassian was there when the Valkyries went in he was working in a wagon um he tried to stop like everything from happening because he knew they were gonna die they knocked him out when he woke up the Valkyries had been slain and the battle was over 
was this? This was something that he's telling Nesta in Silver Flames. Oh, shit. When, when she first brings up the Valkyries and, oh. like, um, when he get their training and, like, he guesses, he's like, oh, you don't, you think I didn't recognize that mind stealing that y'all were doing? He's like, I actually knew some Valkyries. So then he tells the story. So it sounds also like, I feel like that scene ties to Gavin and Elena when they were fighting in Morak when they um, put Erewhon in his sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. Because they kept they keep saying, okay, so first there's a tie-in with Elena's armor. It's like scaled leather. And then um, the Pegasus from this. Then while they're up there talking, they're like, our friends are going to die. Our friends down there, our friends down there. And then when Cassian is talking about the Valkyries, he keeps talking about like, friends that died and so i'm like huh i feel like they were already experience already existed yeah so and then this is again is the 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 gates are open so they would be able to come through and help the fight i don't know i just have this big theory that so they there's something in throne of glass that basically says that all the the gates can be opened and it would be like open wide basically and that's what Nehemia was trying to get Aelin to stop with the, the gates from being open like that I feel like that's gonna happen and that's how everybody's gonna end up yes. fighting together yes like, bitch yes yeah, it's gonna be just like oh we gotta go to this place through through this gate through this gate through I this feel gate. like with at the end of the uh, it's obvious that at the end of all these series you know despite the fact that we're having um different points of views mm-hmm. right? at the end of the day we, what's what's the thing that everyone wants a better world right yeah yeah so they're of course they're all going to come back come together connect and we're all going to be fucking happy because we you know we obviously want that mm-hmm. but they're all here to fight the same people we just don't know that like we never knew that they were um under different names, you know, yeah. they're either fighting the Vogue, they're fighting the Asteri, Daglin at this point are the Vogue, so that's that, <laughs> but I think, oh, and Koshe, you know, that's another fucking issue, but, yeah. um, you know, all these bad people are trying to create a new world, a bad world, where they rule, but all these Fae, like Bryce, Farah, um, Aelin's Court, all these people, you know, they're trying to, like, it's just common sense, like, they're here yeah. to protect the people yeah yeah Yeah. so it's like i just cannot wait for shit to get down like i don't think we're gonna stop reading these books for like we're four years no because as soon as (laughs) i'm telling me (laughs) i'm sorry i don't think it's funny i don't think it's funny i will be 40 in a month oh two months two months Because you know how it is, and Apollyon keeps saying that this war is still going on. Yeah. As in, this theory still have control of everyone, and no one sees it. That's literally yeah. what's happening with Thea. No one saw it until she said something, right? Yeah. So Bryce is literally like Aelin. She's a recreate like she has all these bloodlines in her, and she's a new like heir. Yeah. Of Thea. Oh, speaking of, sorry not to cut you off, but so there's a part where Elena does the same thing that Farrah does, where she shows Gavin her magic and she has fire, ice, wind, uh-huh. and something else. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, Isn't that? It's just like somehow I feel like it's all fucking connect. I mean, obviously, I mean, it definitely does. Yeah, but, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, I was like, but I feel like Elena and Gavin have a bigger role than we realize. What if? Elena is incarnate, incarnate, incarnated. Uh huh. Yeah. Reincarnated. Reincarnated in em- Ember. What? Just, just I don't. You know. just throwing it out there? No, I don't think. Because Elena, you know how you say how that like, you feel that um, Elena and Gavin's war is still happening. 
Well, it did. I feel like it's just the. I feel like it's just one war, like Hill versus Vogue. I mean, Faye versus whoever's trying to conquer everybody. Yeah. Well, I think that literally the same thing that happened in Toronto Class is happening in Crescent City. As in Gavin, Elena, their war is being con- was continued by um, Aileen and her, you know, her friends. She's literally went through the same. She went through another she inherited war. their war. Yeah. yeah. So, so now Bryce is inheriting the, the war uh, from yeah. Yeah, and they've said it. This eight is Napoleon again. They've said it. They mentioned how this war is still going on. Yeah. So it says uh, an endless war fifteen thousand years ago, which we know that that's how long old everything is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also he says when Rydulus is talking to um, no Apollyon is talking to Hunt. He says the same war. Hunt fought in a different form. So I wonder what form he's talking about. What you mean? Then I wonder who the fuck is his dad. Yeah, and so then he was like, "The time is right now to make a push." Like to basically like now we got them on the ropes. Now's the time to like hit them a little bit harder. Hold up. If eight uh, random thought, eighties and Jessica, we haven't even mentioned how Jessica is part of this because the bitch has well because she's not mentioned in any of like the histories or anything like that but we also don't know her real name so yes. we don't know how to factor her in I just okay you're right you're right okay back to the you. only thing we know is that she has the book so we know that Jessica has to be old enough to understand like what she has in the library like Parthos is basically everything that was the history that they they protected from the Asteri. So everything that the Asteri lied about, Jessica has the actual, true, original OG version in her library, which is why she's trying to protect it. So, yes, yes, yes. Everything, yes to that. Yes, so we she has to be at least that old. Do you think Jessica has had access in Prithian? Yes. And only, that's why she has... And Throne of Glass. Yeah, somehow. Yes, yes, yes. Because in each series, these libraries are like fucking important. Like Helian's library, yeah. um, Crescent, and I don't know, Glass, the Tory. Mm-hmm. And then here, her, her, the only thing that we have is Jessica's library. Even more specific. So Jessica has gray hair, gray eyes, right? The Tory, there's a librarian named Nusha, gray hair. And then we go to Prithian, guess who's there? Meryl. They all have similar, like, temperaments. All bitches, like, like very snappy, very short, very, like, surly. So do you think that she somehow, like, shifts into becoming these people in these series? I think she knows where the holes in the gates are. Like, I think she knows how to walk through a gate. I think she has the power to go through a gate. Yes. And she's a part of the Underkings or whatever, so she would have the power, I'm sure. Yeah, and she's friends with Aedis. Yeah. Clearly, they're good friends because, you know, like, she knew what happened in the war. She even told him, don't fuck it up this time. Yeah, know? like, I'm still mad at you. Don't betray us, yes. bitch. <laughs> um, so, they're good friends, and they both know Hunt's dad. So, as in, they fuck with Hunt's dad. Or yeah. He, who was this guy? I don't see so you making a list now. No, <laughs> I know, but it's just like, was he in these wars? Like, the, that war that Thea, all of them, Aedas, and all of them were fighting but what was his core? What, what world did he rule? Well, we don't know. We're going to have to go to Jessica's library because it ain't in none of the other libraries because it's been purged from history by the Asteri. So we have to wait, literally wait until they tell us. Fuck. Yeah. And it's yeah. like we can't even guess because we don't know who But Jessica obviously knows because she's yes. also helping lead Bryce. So I always wondered if Jessica knew what Danica knew and that's why she basically picked up Danica like you know Danica was like I have to leave you breadcrumbs so that you can find you know what I know and I then Danica died I feel like Jessica stepped in and was like let me continue these breadcrumbs because this is what you need to know and I'm the only one left that can help you right now that's what I, I don't know that's what I think so basically yeah so that's a wrap, wrap that's down a from all the way from the dawn of time all the way down so i think that they all like like they're all happening simultaneously yes that every single wave of the war happens in different planets all at the same time 
can't wait for them all to come together and whoop ass. Like, I can't imagine the fight scenes, the combinations of powers. Like, I mean, it's just when you think about Avengers Endgame and you think about them fighting together and it's like the shield, like a Captain America shield comes and bounces off something and then, or he like lifts um, Black Widow and like throws her up in the air and like she goes this way and then like, you know, Ant-Man comes and swings. I kind of like to see that happen. Like, Nesta being coming through flying and then she just jumps off of her Pegasus and then, like, somebody comes through, like, Emery gets her wings fixed until she catches her and, like, vaults her into something else. And then she's, like, shooting fire and, like, oh, you know, just Ooh, crazy okay. shit. Like, over here. <laughs> um, and then Aileen is blasting fire, like, you know? She could fix her wing, by the way, right? She just chooses not to. Well, because if we get her to Irene... Super yeah. duper healer. I want her to heal um, Elise's leg. leg. She had already started planning for it at the end of the book. She said, come visit me. Yeah. Okay, she's she like, I got said, you. Come visit me when you need help with the baby. Uh, Do you see like how that is? This yeah. is what's going to happen for Akatari, Crescent City, and Throne of Glass. You know, I just saw another interview and it was talking about like... Recently um, that she made a No, it's like an old one. She's talking about... Um, the end of Throne of Glass and she's like no you know we have more coming down the pipeline for Throne of Glass this is before like the Crescent City stuff started happening this is like before before so she's like yeah we have um, stuff coming down the pipeline I feel like there's like more Throne of Glass that we can tell and like basically saying that it's not finished she's gonna revisit it later but she has some other shit to do first so I'm I swear to God if I get myself so hyped up for Aelin or Throne of Glass to be tied into this and it's not I'm not going to be mad. I'm still going to read it and I'm still be excited. But part of me is going to be disappointed. Like, where's Aelin? I don't know if she's going to bring up Throne of Glass in this book. But I feel like in the upcoming next Crescent City book, she'll... Like in the fourth one. Yeah, she'll bring like, up... Like, you think she's still going to be, like, just dropping hints and, like, connecting and, like, they're figuring it out. And then, boom, they go. Yeah. I don't want that shit. It Everybody's just, in the building at the same time. <laughs> I just want... It's just... I feel like if she throws everyone in this book, Crescent City 3, then that's going to be it for Crescent City 3. As in, like, what's, what's, what more is going to be the problem? Well, I mean, she said it's not. She was only contracted for three books. But we still need room and fucking... And it, I feel like Crescent City was just the bridge series to put everybody together. So somehow we need to put Don and Glass and Agatha together. Yeah. Because we need to find who the fuck Dorian Minot. She cannot <laughs> leave off these characters who have a powerful impact who you may think could be protagonists mm-hmm. just like that. Like, dude, you can't just do that. Well, I also think so. There's the part where you remember when um, they're about to do the skull and bones or whatever and that's just crying and she's like, the eyes on a... At, who's watching Elaine and Azrael's like I have eyes on Elaine and she's like eyes can be blinded so when um Aelin walks in the house and Queen of Shadows oh I might have said this last week when um their people are talking they're like yeah we saw you on the roof we know you didn't kill Arabin and she's like oh do I need to find your little eyes and blind them so I'm like uh question and answer like eyes can be blinded because you know my girl Aelin would do it so like are they gonna squat up and like <laughs> squeeze the shit out of everybody? Like that would be so amazing. So do you think that this episode needs a second one, or do you feel like we've lined up the the timeline? I mean, I think I'm gonna listen to it, but I feel like we lined up the timeline. But I feel like there's other like if you guys want more detailed, in depth examples, then we have that. But as far as just figuring out that, yes, I think everything's happening at the same time. I think we got that. Yeah, and I feel like, again, I feel like these wars for the constant effect for this other war to continue. And like, it's all, no, I'm saying it's all the same war. Like, you know how there's different battles in one war? Like, this is all the same thing. It's just been spanning over 15,000 years since the dawn of time. Well, more than 15,000 years since the dawn of time. And I feel like the big, like, the big guy big bad <laughs> the big bad guy whatever is this dairy then it drops down to the death lords maybe like as in koshe okay um, this striga and the bone carver and then it goes down to the back of the bog i don't know maybe that's just my opinion i mean that's okay nobody knows until sarah gives it to us i need so. sarah to tell me something because i need a fucking answer i'm not even joking like, point is i still think everybody's a bog <laughs> I swear. And yeah. 
So I think they're all dogs. They're, well, at this point, they are kind of because they've been breeding through all the planets mm-hmm. and all the realms. So y'all all got some blood in, all blood in you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's all for today. Sorry if that was a lot of information or good. not a lot of information. I don't know. But anyway, we'll be back next week with an all new episode. <laughs> um, maybe next week we'll just do something lighter, like fun. Maybe we'll just sit here and chat and talk about fun theories and like things that we want, you know? Yeah. Just keep it light after something heavy. But um, until then, make sure you guys, please, please, please rate and review. Share with a friend. Um, you can reach us at, oh, shoot, Damn It Sarah Pod on TikTok and at DamnItSarahPod at gmail.com. Bye. Bye. <laughs>